the Sinner and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Hey, girl. Hey. You know those days when you wake up and you're like, you just feel like you can take a deep breath and you notice um, the sun is shining and there's a soft breeze and you can kind of think clearly or more clearly than you have been and you just feel lighter on your Mm. feet. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, and then sometimes that amazing high, as I would call it, is quickly followed by the next morning where you suddenly wake up and you're a little bit grumpy and um, you see the cobwebs and everything's a little bit dark and gloomy. That's true. But you know what? There's freedom in realizing that we can be both. It Absolutely. doesn't make us broken. It doesn't make us less Christian. <laughs> That's exactly right. And we can... I think what I've realized is we can have gratitude without feeling that like... Euphoric? Yes, that euphoric happiness. They aren't mutually exclusive, happiness and gratitude. Mm. You can still be grateful in the sad times. Yeah. You know, or in the days where things feel a little heavy. And gratitude, the focus on that certainly helps you move towards more happiness. Yeah. But they are not mutually exclusive. And you need to give yourself time and space for both. I agree. And to realize, like you said, both of those emotions are okay. And And both are from God. (laughs) They are. I mean, he experienced all kinds of emotions. I think we forget that it's okay when things aren't great. It's okay if things are fabulous and they aren't for someone else. Not like you need to be shoving that in their face and rubbing it in. But we shouldn't feel guilty when we're having a good day. Like, everything is okay. It's so funny that you say that because I do feel like I downplay one side or the other Mm -hmm. all the time. Oh my gosh, me too. Like, all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm always downplaying something. That's such a... Oh, that's actually really convicting to my heart. I know. Maybe we should stop recording. (laughs) Hang on. We didn't think this went through. Oh my gosh. I mean that, wow. That is so true. I mean, I had the hardest few days and I was just putting on a cheery face and everything was fine. I went to these events. I was downplaying my grief and my sadness. And then on the flip side of that, if somebody else, I'm having a glorious day, um, and somebody else is having a bad day, I don't talk about it. I kind of stifle it down. You know, oh my gosh. <gasps> I'm guilty of that. And the truth is, maybe they would feed off of the joy and excitement we have. Yes. But we don't even give them the opportunity. Do we, how do we give ourselves permission to be ourselves? Okay. Oh my gosh, are we fake? We are fake. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. I hope you'll still listen to us after today. Now, I would say fake, not fake. We're still going to give you the God's honest truth. We are not fake in that regard. But to anyone else, please say we're not the only ones. Well, we're the only ones acknowledging it in this moment. That's right. We don't have to earn our keep. Why do we try? Yes, this one, that one's big for me right now. I... My value is not wrapped up in the kind of dinner that I make. It is not wrapped up in um, my clothing that I'm wearing or if I put myself together for my husband today. That is not where my identity is wrapped up in. And I don't have to earn my keep. I don't have to take the kids' places. 
I want to because it brings them joy. And I like watching my children, you know, enjoy their life and figure out what they like, what they don't like, um, excel in things, have hard times, and I get to be there for it. I like that, but that doesn't earn my keep. Are you saying that 100%? Are you saying that to remind yourself of that? Kind of both because I've been on this journey for a little bit. (laughs) Yes. I've been on the don't earn your keep for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think we all try to earn our keep in certain ways. You know, I I want to, every time my son and his friends come over, I want to, I'm not trying to earn my keep. I'm trying to have fun when they're here and bake them cookies and do things and love on them. But, um, yeah, it just makes you think about what am I doing in my life? Just maybe ask yourself this question today. Am I doing something in my life that I think I have to do, but that God hasn't necessarily called me to. I just feel like I'm striving for something. Like we should always be reaching. Mm. I, I don't like the word strive. Yeah. Because we should reach to God. We should reach out to others. We should reach to be a better person every day. But don't, you know, the striving just sounds like this artificial work. Like that isn't possible. I, so I love this conversation because if you guys couldn't figure this out, we really are unpacking it in the seconds that we're speaking. But when you're saying, I don't, like, I think I'm making dinner for my family. And this is what I do because I'm a good wife. Well, that is a narrative I'm telling myself. And so I've taken someone else's narrative. You're making cookies because you're trying to impress your kids' friends, which is not the truth. But sometimes the enemy will sneak in and change our narrative a little bit. But the truth is, you're creating a healthy, happy, safe place for your son and his friends. And that is what you are all about. Mm. Right? And so I think it's this little tricky um, narrative. I read last week on um, memes. God, keep making them, people. We love them. (laughs) Anyways, um, and it said, if the enemy, I'm going to get it wrong, but if the enemy can convince... Eve, that she is oppressed while in the Garden of Eden. Oh, he can convince us that our blessings are actually inconveniences. Oh, shut up! That is a good one. Yeah, keep those coming. So that one was she was literally living in perfection. We definitely do not live in perfection. But the enemy convinced her. So the enemy's convinced me that you don't have to be. this might be what you're hearing. You don't have to make dinner and keep the house clean and be the perfect little wife. You're right. I don't have to be. But I love to see my husband smile. I love yes. to have dinner with my family. I love taking my kids to all their events and watching them. I love when my older kids come over and we sit and have a conversation on the back porch where we're all growing from each other's wisdom. And, you know, they're confronting me with hard things and asking me and I'm giving them hard truths, right? Like, that is what I love. Mm. But the enemy will quickly tell me, you don't you don't owe anybody anything. That's right. And we really don't. All back to selfishness. Selfishness. That's right. He'll also take your happiness that we talked about and turn it into guilt. Mm, or yes. like, oh, well, um, are you... Sh- you shouldn't be happy about that. Someone else doesn't have as much as you, or you don't want to smear that. I mean, it goes back to the same thing. 
Like, ooh, or just steal it away. Oh, sure, you're happy today, but what could happen tomorrow? And throw fear in there and doubt. I'm thinking about our recent 100th episode mm-hmm. and how we both played it up a lot on social media. For us, we played it up. Probably for the rest of we didn't. But for us, it was playing it up. But I think inside, I felt like I need to stay humble. Well, don't you think God wanted to celebrate with joy? Right. God brought us as far as sure wasn't us. <laughs> sure as heck not, people. And we need a little motivation to keep going every now and then. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, 100, we got this. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, another thing he's Satan tells us is you can't move forward in your life and do anything good or be happy or whatever unless you get an apology from that person. Yes, or unless they accept your apology. You can't forgive them unless they have groveled at your feet or sent you that apology. But we can. We can move. We have. Of course, we need to move on. Yes. With God, and we forgive with God. Yes. And we, you know, we talk a lot about forgiveness on this podcast, but let me tell you something forgiveness is sometimes a moment by moment experience, but that is what God calls us to do. Yeah, forgiveness is no joke. That's some deep work right there. I mean, it is no joke. What but tr- speaking of that, you know, we don't owe anybody an explanation or apology. That's right. Like, I mean, you get invited to something like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't come. I have to. Well, you- I mean, you do if you hurt them, you should apologize. Yes. Or only if it comes from your heart. Right. But I think what you're saying is, just to clarify. Okay, clarify, because I'm already, you know, lost. But, like, we don't have to apologize or owe anyone an explanation for something that we can't do in right. the moment. Or, like, a function or some, a job that we can't take on or that takes away from the things God has called us to. Yes. We always feel like we have to give a reason. There it is. Maybe that's it. We yeah, don't we don't to have give to give a everyone a reason for what we can and can't do. And I mean, I am so guilty of this. It's like I have to justify Ooh. why I'm saying no to someone. Like, I am so sorry, but I cannot do that because I am blah, 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 blah. And I have to give them my to-do list. Right. And make sure it looks very busy or else <laughs> it's not going to be a credible to-do list. And it doesn't count. And so now they're going to think less of me because I only had 20 things and I can't do this. Right. Oh my gosh, I'm so guilty. This is so convicting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is so good. But back to the you don't owe anybody an apology. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but I'm just thinking about a situation where someone has been wronged. And I mean, so deeply and aggressively wronged. Okay. This particular person was wronged by three different people in this party. Hmm. These people, even if they chose to apologize, does not mean they gain access to, their, to her life again, my friend's life. Absolutely not. That's right. And I think that's where I was getting at with you don't... Gotcha. You don't owe anybody anything. It's all a... a I don't know. I have a lot of aggression about this particular topic right now. I'm just realizing. Well, I think it's important to, to, to take this uh, the, it, this a step further. If someone does apologize to you, that is great, especially if they truly mean it. <laughs> um, a sincere apology is fabulous. 
but it, it does not give them access to your life again, per se, depending on what it was. Now, if somebody just said something rude in front of you and apologizes for that later, or like right. says a little something, it's like, oh my gosh, I hope that didn't come across in, in, the, in the wrong way and hurt your feelings. I apologize for that. That's a little different. You could probably move on from that. Right. But if it's something very egregious, you know. Um, oh, that's a good word. Oh, I know. That just came out of me. <laughs> uh, must be that energy drink. But, um, you know, if it is some sort of physical, mental, spiritual, emotional danger yes. that they have put someone in, it's great if they decide they want to apologize. But after that, it does not mean that you, because they have apologized, that you open up your life to them again. Right. Yes. I lo- and let's say I gave an apology. I was waiting for you to accept my apology, but you haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on because I've done what God has called me to do, which is repent that's right. and ask for forgiveness. Now, what the other party does with that, that's between them and God. I'm moving on and I am right with God. But it's a matter of accepting that fully for yourself because we get stuck vacillating between this I've apologized and I'm groveling and God do you forgive me but if that person doesn't forgive me then maybe God doesn't forgive me I mean it's this crazy cycle it is and if you have truly repent I mean if you are sincere in your apology God has moved on and forgiven you and you've done your part we get stuck right and then if you have apologized to the person you aren't responsible we are not responsible for their response that's on them, but we can move forward in our lives and with our relationship with the Lord. Like we, we are not perfect people. We we do have to be okay with our flaws, right? But yep. keep reaching towards that next step and that next. I think that next. Oh, not level. That's a terrible word. But that that next step with God, like of growth, where we recognize our flaws faster. Um, Or God begins to soften them and take control of them. So have you ever noticed, this is another thing, we, do you apologize a lot, like for everything? Like, uh, I'm just thinking like in a grocery store, someone, like you both try to go down the aisle and say, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, why do we do that as women? So you're right. I do think, and I just had this conversation with somebody else. I oh. do think it's a woman thing where we immediately feel like we need to pull back mm-hmm. and allow them to go first. And I don't know what that is, but also <laughs> let's not take it to the point where all of a sudden that is that person trying to minimize us because we're a woman. Oh, absolutely That is not. probably the narrative that we have just adopted over our lives and we get to decide what narrative we listen to. I think this really has more to do with me. You okay. know, I think one, it's a habit yes. that we have taken on, but it started from somewhere, maybe from our own mothers. Oh, yes. Um, or an insecurity as young. I don't know. But I think it becomes a habit. And so I am actually trying to take note of this and just say, oh, excuse me. Yes. Instead of I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for what? I want to save the I'm sorry and that I love you for when Ooh. it really, not, oh, I love this ice cream. I'm trying to do, you know, yes. to use love and I'm sorry in those moments where it, I truly want it to mean something. Because we get those things watered down. Yes. And then when we do try to apologize or we do try to express our love, it doesn't feel the same. It right. doesn't feel as deep. 
it still feels kind of shallow. Like when I say I love you to my son or my daughter or my husband, and I have said all day, oh, I love this shirt. I love this ice cream. Mm -hmm. It takes away from it. It's the same with I'm sorry. Yeah. We don't want to water that down. But Satan loves to do that. And I think it's important to realize that we're never going to arrive this side of heaven. Mm. Amen, sister. So give yourself lots and lots and lots and lots of grace. Give the people around you lots and lots and lots and lots of grace. Be okay with where you are right now, knowing that you are making a conscious effort to not strive, but to grow Mm -hmm. deeper in your understanding of who you are how you interact with this world matters, and God put you here for a reason. Right. And and not this isn't an, it can't be an excuse. Like, well, I'm never going to be perfect this side of heaven, so I might as well just cuss all the time or do the wrong thing or not care about people. Like, it's not a, it's, <laughs> you can't use it as an excuse right. to not try to grow in your relationship with the Lord because he does change our hearts. But we do have to give ourselves grace because there is no checking growing off the list in this lifetime. Right. And if you feel like you've arrived, I mean, go ahead and write your obituary, man. You might be going tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he will quickly humble us when we feel it, when we feel that way. Yes. Yes. Mm, This was interesting. I will say there is such a freedom Mm. and a joy and peace in knowing, okay, it used to stress me out, but I'm never going to check this off my list, this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. Like, I will never get to the point where I've got this all under control, all under wraps. I am working really hard every day, trying to lean on Jesus and not myself and my flesh and all of those things to be the person that he wants me to be, that he desires for me to be in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. But there's a freedom in knowing I'm not going to be able to ever check it off the list. It's At first it was discouraging, like I said, but now it's like, okay, this is just something. It, it's a couple of steps forward, a step back, a little bit forward, a little bit back, maybe a little bit back again the next day. But, yeah. I'm, but I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. And the motion is forward for me. Even though I might get tugged back a little bit in the current every now and then, keeping my eyes on Jesus. You just reminded me of, I, I'm sure it's on the Atlantic too, but you know, the Gulf of Mexico, when I went to the beach as a kid all the time, um, there'd be a big umbrella. And so you knew like, that's my umbrella. And your parents would say, stay in front of the umbrella. This is how you can find us. Well, you haven't moved technically like you haven't forcefully moved but the current is just slowly drifting you and I really Mm -hmm. feel like that is our life as we try to go closer to God beautiful analogy you know it's like the world says stay here and if we want we could tether ourselves to that umbrella right but God is just slowly bringing us and drifting us and I don't ever remember like struggling against it it was just this like movement that I was pretty much unaware of till I looked up and went, oh, wow, look how far I've gone. Right. And I think that's where a healthy balance is. And how interesting, because as you were describing that analogy, I saw God as my umbrella. Mm. And then what happens is I'm trying to stay focused on him <laughs> and the current 
me unknowingly is pulling me away from him slowly and gradually. And then I'm like, oh gosh, I look up and the umbrella's halfway down the beach. And I'm like, oh crap. Like my sunglasses from a couple weeks ago. Right, exactly. And I'm like, oh gosh. And it takes work to get um, back against the current, you know, to keep my eyes focused on Christ. Or I just go, I would walk all the way to shore and take the easy way back to uh-huh. him on the beach so I didn't have to fight the water. But you could look at it either way. It's so funny because neither one are wrong and we have permission and we don't have to apologize for the way we saw that. Exactly. And there's so much freedom in realizing that. Yes. I mean, that is the ultimate way to conclude this podcast. It's like, which way did you see it? Either way is fine. But just keep your eyes on Christ. Yes. And uh, and just be okay with yourself and try to push those lies that mm. Satan likes to twist our truth, our joy, our peace. He just twists it with just the smallest little, tiny little dab. Yes. Um, it's like putting a little bit of extra baking soda in your cake. Totally messes it up. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't make cake. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we hope that this has been a challenging and convicting but eye-opening podcast for you as well as it has been for us. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saint. 